you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. The San Francisco 49ers trading for quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure, sure. Be the AFC favorite, Garoppolo. That would be the biggest gut punch of all if Jimmy Garoppolo took him to the Super Bowl. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host. Dave yeah, there you hear his voice a little bit. He couldn't wait. Yeah, he, he could. He had to step all over the theme music because that's how excited Sean O'Hara, a Super Bowl champion and a legend of. I didn't know Cleveland this thing Browns. was on. Uh, that's how it works. That. Yeah, I thought. I thought we were safe. I thought that we were, thing I thought in front we were in of the your trust face. tree. I, I, I didn't know it was live at that moment. I'm oh, sorry. it's now it's recorded. Sorry, Eddie. For all of time. Don't be sorry, Daddy Spaghetti. <laughs> He's so happy to see his favorite colleague here because you toiled and won a Super Bowl. That's right. The New York football giants. A Big number blue. Years ago. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all's well wherever you are. I know things are even happier roundabout Arrowhead Stadium and Santa Clara and uh, the extended Bay Area up there. Muzzle tough to both of those teams and their fan bases on getting there. And as you heard there, that wasn't snark at the top there when you heard um, before the intro music. Damashek saying, can you imagine if Jimmy G took that team to the Super Bowl? Of course, I'm the only person on the planet Earth, nay, in the entire universe, who announced that the Niners would win the NFC West in advance of the season. And I threw a little cherry on top that said that the L.A. Rams would not make the postseason. People laughed at me, Sean O'Hara. No you know, one's laughing now. People laugh at you for a lot of reasons. I don't That may not have been that one has of them. Anything to do but with. you know what I do love? I, I love... Listen, I love quarterbacks, Mm. all right? As a center, you grow and appreciate your quarterbacks for so many reasons. You have a great relationship. But the fact that we are saying that Jimmy G took the Niners, is taking the Niners to the Super Bowl, when he, what did he complete? Eight passes? But but, hey, look, Jimmy G, Jimmy G is taking the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Basically, this is what he did. I get it. I get it. But let me tell you something, O'Hara. It's Bob Greasy-esque, and I have I have denounced Bob Greasy as the worst member, not as a human being on any level. I'm just saying for his deeds uh, on the gridiron. Uh, Bob Greasy is the most fraudulent Hall of Famer there is. It's insane that that guy's in the Hall of Fame. If you dig his numbers up, all you need to do, in fact, you don't need a fancy computer to go back in the Wayback Machine to see what he did. Basically, what yeah. Jimmy G did on Sunday in Santa Clara is what Bob Greasy did on his way to two Super Bowl championships, riding a defense and a power run game. And but the, it's an interesting argument. And and I, listen, I'm I'm all I'm trying to get play more players into the Hall of Fame. You're trying to kick players out. The Eli deniers of which I am not one. Do yeah. not put me in that group. Yeah. The, the Eli deniers have no case as long as Bob Greasy's in the Hall of Fame. That's always my point. <laughs> but anyway, listen, see, this is where we can let our hair down. You feel like things are urgent because now we know who's in the Super Bowl. But in fact, we have two weeks. So we have the luxury to we indulge do. our, our yeah. love of history. Pick yeah. 
Wolfskin yeah. style. Plenty of time. Well, I want to talk. We'll, we'll dig in on what happened on Sunday, and I know that um, somebody from uh, you know built like you and uh, who who toiled in the manner that you did to earn your pro football stripes. I'm sure you did enjoy what the Niners have done, not just not just in the title game, but all through the season. And in fact, the Tennessee Titans too. You know what? Why don't we start there, and then we'll get in because I I I, I have a an early line on who's going to win the Super Bowl based on history. I can tell you this, and these things will displease one of the two fan bases, but I'm just going to recite for you some strong historical evidence that, okay. that will tilt I'm, I'm things in the favor yeah. of one of the, one of these two teams. But let's start with those two teams. Or let's start with the Titans first, because again, I'm sure you really enjoyed the power run game of Derrick Henry. Yeah. I'm sure you enjoyed the touchdown pass, uh, touchdown passes being caught by offensive linemen. Dennis Kelly showing up. You enjoyed that. Yeah. Huh? I mean, who doesn't love a truffle shuffle? You know, I mean, when you see a guy like that and, and the history that goes behind it, the head coach, Mike Vrabel, calling that play when he himself mm-hmm. was on the receiving end of that exact same play against Andy Reid previously. Um, yeah, pretty cool. But, yeah, anytime you see uh, offensive linemen reporting as eligible and then getting a chance to do that. And coming up big because the biggest – I mean, the biggest fear factor if you're that old lineman, that ball is in the air for eight, for a decade. It. And it, you're, you're watching it spin and, like, life comes at you. Cool factor motion. thrown out the window. I'm not going to try and yeah. catch this one with two feet don't planted. I don't need a 10.0 from the Russian judge. No, I'm not dismounting with every, every pound and every fat cell in your and body. And now I shall fall on my back for cushion and I'm going to roll over. There's no way I'm losing this thing. This is a baby that just got tossed to me from the yeah. sixth floor yeah, it's like the of a burning toss. building. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly sure. right. I enjoyed that uh, a great deal. Now, let's dig into it. I, I Let's pull the Band-Aid off for the Titans fans out there and for the Packers fans. Um, Titans, they now have two big free agents. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, their quarterback. Marcus Mariota is free agent, too. I think I, I don't think they're going to try to go two-headed QB monster <laughs> in 2020. I mean, he had a couple of wrinkle plays. You know, I will say, and we talked with uh, we we we're, we talked last week about this very subject. I wonder if Marcus Mariota did himself some harm financially by running scout all week in advance of the Ravens game and showing the defense, that defense, his own defense, how to slow down the Ravens attack, but in the copycat league showing everybody else this is how you do it. And so now people probably are going to take their foot off the gas of in the copycat league, let's do what the Ravens did last year, kind of, oh, you know who we could get to do that? Marcus Mariota would be good at that. And now people are like, yeah, we can't really try that offense in 2020. Right? It's uh, it's a very big conspiracy theory right there. I think one thing, Marcus Mariota, number one pick, right? Second. Se- oh, James. Second. Oh, James was number one. He went number two. Now reportedly Nothing. potentially going to get replaced by old man Rivers, who has moved his family out of Southern California yeah. back to Florida. Yeah, which if you have nine kids, that makes perfect sense. Why not go to Florida? <laughs> there's There's more things to do. You can, mm. you know, a little bit of a tax break there and closer to family. When you have that many kids, you need all the help you can get. Uh, but Marcus Mariota is not making any financially motivated decisions. When you're the second overall pick like he was, money's not an issue. No, I'm, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Oakland maybe makes sense. Um, anyhow, listen, let's, I don't know why we're doing this. We have so many things to talk about. Tennessee Titans. First thing is philosophically under the, in the age of the salary cap, Ryan Tannehill, most important position in sports, they always say. But as the 49ers just showed and as the um, revelatory um, Tennessee Titans offense showed, maybe the running back is more important in certain situations. However, there's also Zeke Elliott, David Johnson, Levy and Bell. Uh, you know, who else? Spaghetti Freeman and uh, who I'm, I'm forgetting another big name out there of a guy who got. Pa- oh, Todd Gurley. Gurley. There is no evidence that you should be paying a, a, a gargantuan second deal to a running back. And yet imagine and, you know, CMC's coming 
and Alvin Kamara is coming and shame the devil if you're a fan of either of those teams and say, oh, yeah, well, we can't really justify paying a massive deal to to that guy. Look at all the other guys who got those. They, they kind of screwed the teams uh, yeah. under the salary cap. But do you have to pay Derrick Henry? You don't have to. I mean, I know there's not a law that requires it. I mean, I think that they can, uh, without having their financial numbers and salary cap numbers in front of me, I think there's a way they can pay both. You know, you can pay Ryan Tannehill. You don't have to make you him. You can high. tag him, but you still are going to be in for a ton of guaranteed right. you, loot to Derrick Henry. If you were to tell me, how do we keep both in finance to make it happen? I would franchise tag Derrick Henry. That's what I would Ryan do. Tannehill, and just strictly for the injury factory mm-hmm. factor. Ryan Tannehill, look, I mean, obviously his health has been in question. He hurt his knee twice, I think, in Miami. And for, we just saw what a healthy Ryan Tannehill can do. Boy, he's got a great arm. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these deep throws that he made were unbelievable. I completely he was agree. Unbelievably accurate. The precision, uh, you know, throws that he made are a big reason why they were the playoff contenders that they were. Absolutely. True. But when it comes to salary, I always say, how many times are they touching the football? So that's why you can pay a quarterback more money because every single snap he's touching the ball. Now he may be handing it off. But Derrick Henry, I think, I mean, it would make sense to franchise tag him and pay Ryan Tannehill if you were going to have to choose one. But they could financially keep both. And maybe you give, the, you know, find a way to give them some incentive-laden contracts. But uh, to your point, the running back market value, Le'Veon Bell's contract actually kind of, I think it kind of hindered that number. Mm-hmm. So He was going to be the patron saint. Yeah. For all running so backs of the future. You but it's almost, not just him. It's yeah. all the ga- names we listed. I, I think what you know, if you're the Tennessee Titans and, and Dean Pease just retired as the defensive coordinator, he just stepped down too. So they're gonna ha- they've got some changes that, that are gonna happen. Uh Ryan Tannehill has talked since that game ended about how special that locker room is, how special that team is. We'll find out. We'll find out how special it is. Well tell us. Look into the crystal ball. We'll find out. At the 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 glib, I know it's not intended to be glib, but it it's like a talk about a pseudo law that uh, for broadcasters, as a season winds down on a team, the, the compulsion, I guess, as human beings or whatever, and knowing some of the guys on the field and whatever, they feel obliged to say, hey, nothing to hang your head about. Well, yeah, they just worked for six months to try to get to the Super Bowl and came up just short. Yeah, they should hang their heads. They, I'm sure they're sad, but... Then they say, they'll be back. Nothing to worry because they'll be back. Will the Titans and or Packers be back in 2020 on this level? I mean, look at the Rams. They're a perfect example. Everybody said, man, you were so close. You got to the Super Bowl. You you know what? You'll be back and you'll find a way to to get Gurley and save him for the end of the Mm -hmm. season and have him in his prime. And it just doesn't happen. You don't execute. They don't sign Roger Saffold back. He ironically goes to the Titans, who are now in the playoffs. So, yeah, as a player – you, you you don't want to say, hey man, all right, we're going to run it back again next year. But that that roster is never the same. Things always change. I think if you're the Tennessee Titans, I would look at a Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, and I would say, look, we can win games with both of you guys. They need they basically ran into Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs, and that's what you know that that was their undoing. So defensively, they've got to figure things out. How do we how do we get ourselves to the big dance defensively, offensively? I mean, I think that they they proved that offensively they can they can get it done with Tannehill and with Derrick Henry. So yeah, bring those guys back um, offensively. I think AJ Brown is going to be better next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have some really good wide receivers. So um, yeah, I, I think if you're Mike Vrabel, offensively we're going to try to try to do it again. And the offensive coordinator Art Smith, um, I thought he did a very good job. They kind of ran into they ran into the MVP. And that's hard. You know, you got to have your defense has got to make a play, and they couldn't. And they couldn't find a way to do it. I think they need a pass rusher. That's right. That's that's the trick. That, that's for them, the biggest right? thing that hurt them against Mahomes was they've got some really good corners. Logan Ryan is is, is a very good slot corner. Adoree Jackson, they just couldn't manufacture a pass rush, and and that's what, how Mahomes ended up beating them. Um, I want to jump in on the di- uh, the distinction between the Titans. And the Niners and and the difference that'll make for Patrick Mahomes and what he's able to do there. But first, let me start with this overarching point for you, Sean O'Hare, and okay. for you, the listener, and for you, Eddie Spaghetti. Please uh, perk your ears up here. I love anything with the word arches in it. 
right, here Gold, we go. Golden arches. That's what I think of. I don't know. I, I have plenty of time, and I'm under no requirement to issue a Super Bowl pick right this moment. Okay, good. Don't so ask not, me to do it either. I'm not going to. It's too early. Yeah, it is too early. But listen, I want I want to lay out some facts for you, and don't get mad at me. Okay. One of these two Let, teams. Let's hear it. All right. In the guy who I think is the most like um, Patrick Mahomes that I've ever seen. And Patrick Mahomes shows on Sunday his ability to run, and that's a distinction. But young Dan Marino could move some. He was functionally mobile. He was not a guy snapping off 30-yard touchdown runs, but still could move and until he started to reel with the Achilles and everything. Yeah, pre-Achilles. Else. Yeah, and he got, you know, he got, yeah. let's be honest, he's one of our fattest successful quarterbacks ever. You know, he second half of his career, he was a little chunky there, right? <laughs> we can we can we can sign off on that. I never, it's we? funny. I never thought of Dan Marino as as hefty or or What? Yeah. He was a load in bottom, the second half of his big. career. The dude's like, I mean, he's like 6'5". Yeah, but six, he was six, willowy. Look at look at big dude. Look at him at Pitt. You know, he, hard it is to be fat in Miami. I mean, it's so hot. Like you just, you just. I mean, you melt. You maybe, melt. maybe I, maybe I went a little too far by calling think, him fat. A I man think, of I his quarterbacks can look heavy because they're always wearing those the rib the rib protection. That wasn't good. That's and not back then. It was yeah. it was big. Now they've got it like it's like a body shield. Like it's like cellophane on your torso. Right. Shrink wrap. More flattering yeah. to the to the torso. 1984 Super Bowl 19. As hyped a quarterback head-to-head as we've ever seen. Joe Montana versus Dan Marino. The key detail in that game uh, and what ended up in the in the pregame people kind of ignored. And the reason that the Niners ultimately won that game, they had the number one defense that year. Number one defense against number one offense, the high-powered Miami Dolphins. Now, they couldn't run the ball that well. Mm. Sounds like the Kansas City Chiefs, right? This year, number one defense a same San Francisco 49ers electric quarterback they don't run the ball all that well they have a, they have a scat back that can make a little bit of hay um in the right situations advantage dominant defense against a dominant offense strike one for uh, or or uh put one in the win column for dominant D over dominant O gotcha 1990 Super Bowl 25 your uh your um um, your forefathers there in the in the blue, not as yeah. good a blue as you, the one you wore, too. Yeah. Right? You that, agree that about was, that, that uniform? Was Hostetler, right? The white pants. I don't in. Phil Sims got hurt, right? Jeff Hostetler. Yeah, That's Hostetler. Correct. Jeff Hostetler. Yeah. yeah, backup QB. What chance do they have against the K gun? No chance against Jim Kelly. This Thurman Thomas, Andre Reed, that yeah. team. Well, they did win with the help of uh, Scott Norwood missing that kick. Yeah, wide right. Number one defense. Against the number one offense, I was in Tampa, right? I don't care where the game yeah. was. You're it's in Florida. I'm, I'm, I'm adding is, to you. Oh, oh, oh! I see. You're, you're adding. You're yes, Andy. I'm adding it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In one. Dominant defense. Okay. That's two. Yeah. To nothing in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 15. No fly zone. Peyton Manning, a shell of himself. No okay. matter against the, the fifth. Boom. The 15 and one Cam Newton, the electric offense throw. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Philly Brown wasn't electric, but the, the man at the trigger was Cam Newton carried them to an, a, an outstanding 15 and one season, but they ran yeah. into a defensive buzzsaw in, uh, in the no fly zone in Super Bowl 50. Yeah, Von that's, Miller. that's three and oh, the yeah. D the dominant D okay. this is, this is, I thought you were going with Denver against Seattle in New York. Cause that was Legion of boom. I'm glad you brought that up. Was... Legion of boom. Number one defense against mm. the number one offense, Peyton Manning, yeah. a different looking Peyton Manning. Yeah. 41 to 10 or what yeah, was that? What that was one was smoke job. It was embarrassing. Yeah. 41 to eight, maybe yeah. something like that it was bad. They ran him out of the building. Point First play is, of the game, man. Shotgun snap over his head. So scared of the defense. They snapped yeah. the ball over Peyton's head. The sheriff didn't like that. It's hard to you do. Know? He's got a big head. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the Super Bowl 2002 season, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number one defense, mm. I know it's a little laughable this far in the rearview mirror, but Rich Gannon did happen to be the MVP, and the Raiders had a dynamite offense, number two yeah. overall in the NFL that season. It's funny. That was John Gruden, right? That's right. Coach, and he's an offensive guy, but yet he had a great defense, right? That was Lynch and Sapp and yep. Derek Brooks and Rondé. 
And what happened? They the, the defense yeah. dominant team God smoked the heavy offense team. Let's go all the way back. It's just a small pattern here. Just a Super small Bowl trend. thirteen. Okay. The two the the two titans of of Super Bowl lore. Of uh, you talk about a recurring matchup on the level of Celtics Lakers. Two different conferences, but uh, vying for the affection of all of football America back in that day. You're too young to remember that. Yeah, tell me who was it. It was the Steelers and it was the Cowboys. Roger oh, yeah. Staubach yeah. led the number one offense in pro football. Tony Dorsett behind him. Drew Pearson, who should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Tony Hill and that great offensive line going up against the number one rated Pittsburgh Steelers, a.k.a. Steel the Steel Curtain. Curtain. The Steelers win that one. Mm-hmm. That's one, two, three, four, five, six examples of a a number one or two defense going against a number one or two offense in a Super Bowl, and every single time the defense wins, this spans generations. You cannot say, well, the game is different now. We've just covered many decades with those six examples. What does this mean for this Super Bowl? It means the 49ers need to get after the quarterback. Do you th- but do you buy that that do you buy I, that that translates to the defense? I buy that. I'm not asking does. you for your final pick or anything like yeah. that, but shouldn't the doesn't this shouldn't this spook Andy Reid and the and the Chiefs? I think it's it's just going to add to the luster of this matchup because it's not about statistically the 49ers have the number 1 pass defense. That to me is irrelevant. It's defensively, do you have the guys up front that can make life miserable for that quarterback. And if you do, then absolutely that holds merit. And I go back to Super Bowl 42. I don't think we had the number one ranked defense, but we were going against the number one ranked offense in Tom Brady, Randy Moss. Um, They were just lighting people up. And our front four just literally kicked the snot out of their offensive line. And if you could get pressure with your front four and disrupt the quarterback, I mean, it's a moot point, and and that's that's, that's right. the challenge. Can they do that against Mahomes? Tennessee Titans couldn't do that, which is why he basically ran up and down the field on them. So this 49ers defense is built that way with Bosa, Eric Armstead, with D. Ford. I mean, against the Vikings, they had six sacks. All six of those sacks were a four-man rush. So it's not blitzes. It's not design. It's not exotic. It's just our four guys are going to get after your quarterback, and we don't think he can make enough plays. It is what people talk about all the time, and now you hear every rando on Twitter citing that, but it, in fact, is the case. Yeah. It's 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 uh, kind of um, – it, it's pretty straightforward, um, but it's also – it's not just defense. It's not just, oh, really good defense against really good offense. It is specifically in the last decade or 15 years of Super Bowl champs, including going back to the, the Giants beating the, uh, the undefeated Patriots. It is about specifically, can you rush with just your front? Can you, can you get there with just four and cloud things up? Because even the GOAT Tom Brady doesn't like that. And – specifically if you're reducing his time. Patrick Mahomes had a lot of time against the Titans on Sunday. He will not have that. He will not have that. Even when he didn't have time, he bought time with his legs. People don't really consider Patrick Mahomes a mobile quarterback, but yet he made them look silly. Even with a spy rusher, they had no answer. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. The, The funny thing about the Super Bowl is I feel like you can't win the Super Bowl in the first half, but you could sure as heck lose it. Hmm. And I think that's when you look at these defenses, if you have guys that can get after the quarterback in the fourth quarter, in that second half, now that's when that game is won and lost. It's get the game into the fourth quarter. It's weird how clear it is. Yeah. As soon as, you know, uh, to me, I felt like, uh uh-oh, Titans are in real trouble now. Is, uh, you know, when it was 10-0, I thought, you know, that's not not great. It's not as dire as – 24 nothing, but this Titans team can spin the clock much better um, than than last week's foe could have. Um, but when they ran the ball twice after the Titan, after I'm sorry, after the Chiefs got within what was it, 14? Wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm getting confused now. What was it? it was oh, 17, 17 14. 14. Yeah, when they got it to 17 14, Titans get the ball back. You could tell that their goal was let's let's just get to the locker room now. Yeah. And they Ray, ran Rabel Henry said, twice. Vrabel said it. He, he told the offensive coordinator, he said, we have to finish with the ball. 
We have to finish this half. Oh, is that right? On this drive, and they didn't. I think they went three and out. Well, and and in fact, they stuffed Derrick Henry two in yeah. a row on first and second. And in that moment, when they stuffed him a second time in a row, I thought they're in trouble now because now they're going to kick the ball back. And yeah. then, sure enough, Mahomes scores that touchdown, and everything. And and then in the second half, immediately they just unleashed the hounds. And Frank Clark is uh, is, is popping up on every play. And once you have the lead, and you can unleash the hounds. Um, but I, I think legitimately from from the jump, the this Niners defense is legit dominant and they do not have to fear Damian Williams or anyone else in the backfield. I mean, they they basically from the first possession, the drill is go get 15, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's bad for that's bad for the Chiefs. The, the thing with the 49ers is they really, they haven't been tested in the playoffs, which is completely different than the regular season. Because I feel like in the regular season, the 49ers, man, every game was a thriller. Mm-hmm. Down, in, you, you go back to the Saints game down in New Orleans. I mean, it came down to the wire. The Seattle games, both Seattle games. I mean, the, the Seattle game at home, they should have won. They missed a kick. They should have, you know, they should mm-hmm. they they should have won that game. Seattle ends up winning that game, and then you go up to Seattle at the end of the regular season, and I mean, it comes down to the last play of the game, literally on the goal line. So, all the dramatics were in the regular season, and they really haven't had to deal with that in the postseason. So, it's been remarkable the way that they've defensively shut both the Vikings and the Packers down. Um, and that plays to their strength. So, I, I think for really for the 49ers, it, it's can they find a way to, to just keep that one-dimensional mm-hmm. um, and let those guys tee off? I mean, I, there's no reason to think that Damian Williams or anybody else is going to like, – oh, wow, they stunned us on the ground. That's not Andy Reid's offense, too. No, his offense has never point, been built around right. – even when he had, you know, LaShawn McCoy in his prime, um, even before that when he had uh, Brian Westbrook. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, hey, we're going to run the football a couple times, but it's if our running back is involved, it's in the passing game. It's screenplays, mm-hmm. getting him out in space. Um, so yeah, that's always been Andy Reid's need homage in a way to Bill Walsh. It all comes full circle in pro football, I suppose. Yeah. What Andy yeah. Reid's doing there, um, I, I you know I my early my early conclusion is obvious that this game should favor history at least favors this San Francisco 49ers team because they're bludgeoning people. And I don't want to disrespect the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens or any of these other all time defenses. What this, what the Niners have done in these playoffs is kind of akin to that. I know that the Bears zeroed out uh, the the Giants and uh, and the Rams on their way to Super Bowl twenty, but I think in you know in twenty first century terms, this was about as yeah. dominant uh, defensive performance back to back as we've seen against you know against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and before that, what was really and they did it twice to Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Um, the interesting wrinkle in this whole Super Bowl thing to me is Kyle Shanahan because I go back to the last Super Bowl that he was in Atlanta against the Patriots. Everybody remembers it as 28 to three, right? I heard about that. You know, yeah, you probably probably heard, you probably talked about it for at least a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, What did he learn in that? And you're talking about, you know, finishing the game. So you, you have a 25 point lead and your, your defense lets you down and offensively you can't find a way. I mean, if they literally would have taken a knee on every snap, they win the Super Bowl there. Um, so what has he learned from that standpoint? I think is that literally true? Did anybody do the math on yeah, that? Yeah, I saw it after that. They said literally if they, they would literally could have need the ball. If they would have taken a knee <laughs> with every single snap, the percentage oh, no. of losing that game, they, they would have won the game had they just taken a knee. Oh no. Um but that's great. That. So I, I feel like this that Super Bowl coming up, the longer the game stays close, I feel like the needle sways to the Chiefs. Mm. Because if you were to pull the audience and say, with one drive to go at the end of the game, who would you take, Mahomes or Garoppolo? I'd be shocked if people didn't take Well, Mahomes. no one would take Jimmy G, but also... So, so if this game comes down to one final drive and it's Patrick Mahomes, he's going to make something happen. I mean, he's just he's got that it factor. He is Michael Jordan in cleats. And, and it doesn't matter if it's a big throw that he has to make or if he has to scramble and run and make everybody look like they're in slow motion. He can do that. I don't know if Jimmy G can do that. I don't know if Jimmy G can. Oh, well, listen, I, I, I have defended him quite a bit in the last six weeks or so. People decided 
after the skins game when it was raining and they won nine nothing, everybody decided then and there, oh, he's just a passenger on this ride. He made some big time plays in second halves against really good teams. He's he is capable of doing it. We've seen him do it in big spots over the course. He's of the also season. capable of throwing some interceptions. He, so that, he is that's the he's one the, thing he's going to pull the cord. He's the, definitely one of those guys out. who I mean, Tannehill has succeeded with this. Jared Goff is one of these guys. You need play action. They're only three to six or seven guys who can rightly just, I'm going to drag my mediocre uh, team to d- deep into the playoffs. Everybody else, like they can succeed circumstantially around in a play action kind of offense. The problem is you see that uh, these high level professional athletes even struggle. A lot of them went with the, with the active, with the speed out there now and all the, um, uh, pre-snap stuff that they change as the ball's getting snapped and everything. That when the guy puts his head down and he looks back up, things are different and they don't they don't know what to do with that. Yeah. You see Jimmy G struggle with that all the time. You can watch he gets confused when he puts his head down and picks his head back up. He that's when he throws a lot of bad balls that almost get picked off um, in the middle of the field, which is a lot of their offense. I know, right? A lot of play action. Turn your back to the. They defense. know it too, though. Shanahan um, knows that. Yeah, I think the the interesting wrinkle with Mahomes is the conversation about him when he was drafted and when the Chiefs picked him was, man, he throws a lot of interceptions. And hmm. even early on, it was, yeah, Andy Reid's, he, he sees a lot of Brett Favre in him. And Favre, he didn't care. I'm throwing this ball. I don't care if it's the, the wrong coverage. I'm going to fit this ball in there. And it got him in trouble a lot. And the conversation that they had with Andy Reid was he said, look, I'm not trying to put, I'm not putting any restrictions on him. Just keep throwing the ball. We'll figure it out and we'll get through it. To that point, Mahomes has yet to throw an interception in the postseason in his career. So that right hmm. there is pretty remarkable. Wow. When you think about is that right? what Four the narrative was through. about Mahomes. Um, this is the other thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, Sean O'Hara. I like to play I with I love that you go first and last name. I like to do uh, – I could call you 60. Sure. Is that good? Yeah. Better? Um, and Spaghetti wants to hear what you think about the Giants. But I, I, I want to ask you about this. I like to ask what if kind of stuff. I like to, of course. to ponder the yeah. what ifs of uh, of pro football. So let's NFL this. Week 17, the results come out a little bit differently. The Seahawks win mm. that game against the Niners. And um, the guy who's going to end up winning defensive player of the year and it's going to make me upset is Stephon Gilmore, even though with the season... You think Gilmore will, huh? I think he is going to okay. win, and it's going to and it's going to make me mad because Devontae Parker, with basically the bye on the line, got smoked the entire drive down the field when his team needed him the most. But he's going to get the Defensive Player of the Year. But okay, let's say Stephon Gilmore steps in there and picks one off, and they get one of they they get the bye, and the yeah. Chiefs now fall to the three seed on one side. Now the Seahawks win in the NFC. They go to the three seed. The Packers are the one. New Orleans is two. Again, Seahawks three. Four is Philly. San Francisco falls all the way to five, and Minnesota is still the six. How different do things go? Minnesota at Seattle. Who would have won that game? Seattle. Okay, they go to play the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round, just as they did in reality. San Francisco plays at Philly. Who wins that one? San Fran. I agree. San Francisco would have won that game. So you would have had Seattle at Green Bay. We assume that the result is the same there. Nothing really changes yeah. um, for that one. San Francisco at New Orleans. Who was if that? Green Bay was one, why wouldn't they play four? They would play – did I get that wrong already? No, because, uh, I screwed that up. I did screw that up. You're right. Darn. So, okay, San Francisco would have been the five seed, so they would go – They would have gone to Green Bay. Right, San Fran at Green Bay as the four seed, and that means Seattle's the three seed goes to New Orleans. Who wins those two games? Mm, Seattle at New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans wins. New Orleans goes to the title game. And then San Fran beats Green Bay, and then it's Saints. They beat them up there. They beat them in Lambeau. No different? Yeah. Okay. So it's San Francisco at New Orleans. That would the, I mean that would and be, then what? which is a rematch from 4846 that's which, not exactly the way the Niners you, yeah, like a game to go I tell you what that game turns out totally different because I mean Drew Brees I mean the Saints still had a chance to win that game against the Niners mm-hmm. you know Aaron Rodgers d- disappearing act both times against the Niners Drew Brees and that offense did not so yeah that would have been an unbelievable game 
make a pick for me just for fun. Um, Niners still in the Super Bowl, or I, do the Saints? I'd say the yeah, I'd say the Saints. I'd say the Saints have would be in the Super Bowl. Saints would be in the Super Bowl. That's okay. not helping out the, the, the Houdat Nation right now. I don't know yeah, what it helps out except that they're, it's, they're they're down on Easy Street right now drinking absinthe, trying to forget what happened. Tennessee is your sixth seed. If they had, uh, if the Chiefs had been the three seed, they would have played host to the Titans. Yeah. In the in the wild card. Yeah. Round. So the Titans would have been out right right out of the gate. Are we sure that that like does that feel yeah. different? That if the no. Chiefs know like oh man no one can no. do anything with this Derrick Henry they wouldn't have been any they played the stun team. job they on... played the Chiefs earlier in the season too so they, they knew the week same. ten okay they, I'm actually, with you I buy the it. Chiefs lost to the to the Titans earlier in the season and it was because they botched a field goal at the end and then they got the field goal blocked I I'm not disagreeing with you yeah so now. That means the Chiefs, as the three seed, go and play the two seed, the defending champion, New England yeah. Patriots in Foxborough. Who wins that game? That's a different game up there. Yeah. I, I call Gillette Stadium the Bermuda Triangle of the NFL. All right. But the, to your point, Casey already went up there and won. I think it would have been, you know, I, th- I still think Kansas City could have found a way to win that game, though, because the, the Patriots' offense is not the same offense that they faced last mm-hmm. year in that AFC Championship game. So you're going to go I still AC? Th- I still think the Chiefs win that game, yeah. All right. Now, Buffalo and Houston did play. I still feel sad. Oh, I yeah. know you were upset. I saw you uh, burning about that on social media. The Buffalo Bills season ended on the weirdest crackback block. The offensive lineman merely – Cody Ford, yeah. Prevent. I mean, he didn't do I, – I, I, that was an insane call. And it, it at least deprived them from trying. Halshka, I know it's at the very edge of his range, but he would have tried a 53-yard field goal. He yeah. could, And he stroked that one that forced the overtime. It was a big play, and it was an unnecessary flag. Crazy, oh, right? The, the, the spirit of that rule is to eliminate the crackback blocks that are damaging exactly. players and is just completely obliterating helmet to helmet. That was not it. Is there any chance as an offensive lineman in that spot that it wouldn't occur to you that, like, well, of course I have to block that guy. He's coming – like. That's that's well, the way the play when I played, I would have tried to knock that guy into tomorrow and knock him out. You want, yeah, but now the rules are different. But to that point, Cody Ford didn't lead with his head. It wasn't a, it wasn't he a had he would have had. Let's just say I'm just curious about what happens in that. It, it, and it's it, instinctual because that's what I'm talking. Your about. Your quarterback is running around, which Josh Allen does a ton of. He runs around all the time. So as an old lineman, you see him running, and there's a defender. Chasing this was, this wasn't right. 10 yards behind the of line. Of course. Of this wasn't on the other side of the field. This was literally within the combat zone. I'm absolutely going to go back a block. If I don't go back a block, I'm getting a double negative from my old line coach for l- loaf. That's the one thing you don't want to see, a loaf as an old lineman. So. I, I, I think that is a little underrated for perhaps the worst call of the season. But in the you know what? The Bills – had a chance to end that game. And they had a number of different blitzes that got home in that game. And that final play of the game, you had two unblocked guys, and neither one of them could bring Deshaun Watson. I down. know. So, yeah, I mean, the Bills had a chance to win that game. I but- like those Bills, but doesn't it feel – it's what's sad is you talk about, oh, they'll be back and everything. And they, when things are going your way and you're in a favorable run and then you stumble for a couple of plays, the idea that we'll get them next year is not always going to be there. It can be a mirage for you. I feel bad. And it feels – like I said, yeah. It feels like forever ago that the Bills were – we were talking about the Bills, right? It just feels – and yeah. as far as that goes, it feels like forever that we were talking about the Baltimore Ravens yeah. and the – I'll Buffalo. say this, though, that AFC East, if Tom Brady, which there's all kinds of rumors out there right now, if he does not come back and play for the Patriots, that division looks completely different. They could be the fourth place team. That's the Bills division. I agree with that. And I, I mean, I think they're the best team in that division with no Tom the Brady. Only, the only concern if I were a Jets fan is, are we definitely Gase? We got to stay with Gase. Can't we make a change now with Eric Bieniemy? Isn't that Doesn't that make sense for us? No, that doesn't make sense. Why? You don't have the same players. I know. Listen, this I'm whole, just making this a case whole that Eric Bieniemy, I'm throwing the name out. And Adam Gase, like that. Well, the we one guy is. That. We the, don't know. The one Guess guy what? seems is Eric Bieniemy bringing those receivers, or is he still throwing to Robbie Anderson? Oh, I'm big on is that. Is he bringing one. the the offensive line? Is he bringing Eric Fisher and, and Mitchell? The guy Smith? who I'm that way with of all the the crop of coaching candidates this year is Robert Sala. Is the idea that like. Oh, yeah, he definitely is a guy who'll fix your deal. He has 
first-round draft picks all over the field. There's they weren't such, saying the same things about Salah last year. As I, I, last year, they were me, saying, what's he doing? He's, he's the guy, one that, to me, I He was on the hot early. seat last year at 4-12. Yeah. and 12. Yep. He's so, the one who I was looking at, yeah. like, oh, come on. He is benefiting to some degree. Well, I go from, back to, like, Todd Bowles. You know, he was, for years, he was getting interviewed as a head coach. And people were saying, man, Todd Bowles deserves a shot. I mean, he was doing unbelievable things down in Arizona when Bruce Arians was the head coach there. And, and I love Bowles. And, and I, he was, I was together with him in Cleveland. And it took him four years to get that job with the Jets. And it didn't work out. Um, but the fact that you could have one good year as a coordinator and then everybody is upset that you didn't get a head coaching job, that's not like – one year should never get you a head coaching job. I, I completely It's not agree. the same thing. Right. And especially, well, obviously, yeah. And then when it's when the unit that you are leading is populated with high-end players, then that should come into yeah. – uh, right. You would think that there would be – that personnel guys would do a better job, GMs and otherwise would do a better job of saying, like, we sure that it's him and it's not the guys who happen to wind up on the on, it's, it's on his both, side of the ball. You know, the, the Rams are a perfect example of it. Did they run any different plays this year than they did the year before? No, it was just better execution. Yeah. Last year we were talking about Sean McVay as a boy genius. You know, look at all these offensive plays. They ran the same stuff this year. They just didn't block it. You as say well. we don't don't use the royal we. Eddie Spaghetti, if you need a reminder, Sean O'Hara, Eddie Spaghetti's here to say it. We didn't say, oh yeah, that offense will succeed in uh, in Los Angeles again. No, I said there's going to be a reminder from another boy genius in that same division. His name's Kyle Shanahan. He'll remind everybody who the genuine article is. Is that true, Spaghetti? Is that basically what I said? You picked the Niners to win the division. Said Rams are out of the playoffs. I picked the Rams to win the division, and the Niners out of the playoffs. That was a lock. Yeah, mm. preseason, mm. August. Spaghetti learned a lesson that day. Mm. I hope today is your day to learn mm. a lesson, Sean O'Hara. Now, let's do this quickly. So the Buffalo Bills survive down in Houston. That means that they go to Charm City to play the Baltimore Ravens. Who wins that game in the divisional round? I'm sorry. No, Bills would have lost. Houston wins. Let's We'll, we'll give them their... Uh, wild card victory. So now it's the Texans going up to Baltimore. We don't need to spend time on that. We know the Ravens Baltimore, whipped them. Yeah, they were up 34 nothing. I think, in the second quarter. Now, whether it's the Patriots or Chiefs, you say the Chiefs survive in Foxborough. It's the Chiefs, Chiefs at the Ravens. Baltimore, yeah, which was... Think about those. We, so that would have been, been a great AFC change. The one I wanted the most. And the Chiefs beat them earlier in the year, too. And actually, they beat them the year before. And I think it was like Lamar Jackson's maybe first or second game. I think it was his first loss that as was, a uh, quarterback. The noteworthy uh, play of that was. I, th- I, I think the Chiefs still. You think the Chiefs would have taken care of the Ravens right. up there? Yeah. Do you? Okay. I mean, you look at offensively what the Chiefs did in the playoffs. Down against the Texans, come storming back. What were they down? Twenty-four points. The Texans were up twenty-four mm-hmm. nothing. And Mahomes said, "I got it, no problem." The reason it was—I mean, the reason it was so embarrassing for the for the Texans was that they gave up the lead before halftime. Yeah. That's why it was crazy. Yeah. So, okay, either way, the point is again, as you so now go would, off into with your that, it would be football is until you get all these teams. Just as a reminder, I don't know exactly what the takeaway is, but when you hear all that, uh, all the cliches of every game matters in Week 17, and we can kind of. Re- Week 17 decided really a different trajectory for these playoffs. Because if yeah. in week 17, the Patriots merely beat the, the lowly Dolphins in Foxborough, you say the Chiefs still get there. I say Baltimore head-to-head would have beaten the Chiefs in that spot. I don't know what the weather was yesterday. Spaghetti, dig up with the Ray, uh, just for fun. See what the weather was in Baltimore um, on Sunday, because if it was freezing, I think that... Well, I, I live in Jersey. It snowed on Saturday. We got about six inches of snow Saturday night. Isn't that better for the... Saturday. So wouldn't that, that be, be good for, for Baltimore? The, for Baltimore. You know, 100%. And you say New Orleans. So we would have at, at least had New Orleans VKC. Yeah. It had, um, had Seattle made one more play at the one-yard line in Week 17 up there in Seattle. Fascinating, I think. No? Yeah. You don't like playing what if as much as I do. You're like, that's not what happened. Well, it just takes a long time to get there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm hungry. I need a snack. All right. It was also 44 degrees in Baltimore. Not not too bad yesterday. All right. O'Hara wants to go now. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate your candor, sir. Uh, Yeah. It was, I tell you what, Sean Payton in a Super Bowl would be great. You know, I, (laughs) 
Uh, that oh. was, you know what? Usually, because I'm a vain person, someone gives me the hi hat like that. Somebody says something hurtful like that. It would wound. What was me. hurtful? I feel delighted. Why, why are you that you also? respect me enough as a man? I love. I love that equal. NFL. You should do like a segment or something called uh, on that. I should do something about that. <laughs> like you should like do like a whole segment. Spaghetti. Were those? Was that hurtful? And, do you think? Did it took no. me a long time? Did I take too long to get to that? No, I, I mean, personally, I don't know if I would have spent as much time on it. <laughs> there were games that were played, and there were teams that did lose, and we could look ahead a little we bit. We have time to worry about who's going to win no. and this and that. And what, yeah. do we, what do we need to talk about? The well, Packers got dominated, and as we said, they would. and Which is remarkable because when you think about the championship game and when you think about Aaron Rodgers – Coming back to the Bay Area where he played college football and, you know, that whole montage of him saying the 49ers are going to be disappointed. Like, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't really, I mean, he's always kind of a dry guy and he Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, has these subtle little jabs. But to have that going on and then to have him just laying an egg, you know, it wasn't just that the Packers didn't play well. Aaron Rodgers didn't play well. I know. To me, I, I felt like football fans kind of got cheated. Like you know what, man, this was supposed to be, this was supposed to be a great matchup. Like this is going to be really good. It's going to come down to the wire. And no, not only did he not play well, I mean he fumbled the quarterback center exchange like that. That like how how does that happen in the biggest game of the season? The most elementary aspect of the quarterback center relationship. He also let me just say this to you: that ball not, not only did he... it hit the ground, but he didn't he didn't hit the ground. I was just gonna say. Like we blasted Cam Newton oh, for you not just, you diving just took on that the words grenade. out of my mouth. That's exactly yeah. right. Think about that, right? Yeah. If that was a glass of scotch, he would have been all over it. <laughs> but that's right. If, that's exactly what I was oh, thinking. Like twice, yeah. there were a couple of those I mean, where Aaron Rodgers was like, uh, he would have, he would have never dropped that thing. Well, I dro- uh, the uh, the football man. I don't, I don't have it anymore. Yeah, like, well, uh, what can I do? Yeah. When Cam did that, people went crazy about it. Oh, yeah. Myself included. All right. Sean O'Hara, go get food. Say you're living up to the brand. No, no. I mean, I I was, I mean, I was saying I'm hungry, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm good. Let's go. Let's keep going. No, it's over with now. You have any thoughts you want to share? We 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 covered the Titans game reasonably well, and sure, yeah. I don't think there's a lot to say. It was a smothering, dominating performance by the Niners, as we predicted it would be. I don't have to self-validate for the seventeenth time this show. I think I've more than patted myself on the back for being right. I was well, eight and two in we the should, playoffs. You should do like a, a, a segment on who do you think is going to get podiums at Super Bowl? Ooh, that's fun. Media. Because it's like, all right, you've got like your five. All right, we know these guys are getting podiums. And then who would you give a podium to? Like, who would you demand has their own podium? Okay. From each team. Let's do it. Outside of like the the real star. Let's do it quick. We know from obviously the head coaches get them. Right. So, and the quarterbacks get them. Wide receivers. Richard Sherman will get one. Sherman's going to have one for sure. Bosa, definitely, right? Bosa will get one. Um, Defensively for the Niners, I don't know if anyway. Fred Warner. You know who? Get, oh, Kittle will definitely. Kittle get one. definitely going to get one. I mean, he's going to have WWE. It might look like it might have ropes. It might look like a ring, like a wrestling ring. How many are they usually? Know. Six, eight. I don't. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, Kittle will get one. Go I ahead. always like one. One of my favorite things to ask Mostert, guys is Mostert's like, going to get. Aren't one. you a big star? I always. Aren't you a big star? Are you? Are you mad you didn't get one of the podiums? Get yeah. mixed reactions on that one. Yeah, some guy Joe Staley would. You got to have Joe Staley. Joe Staley's he's, a delight. He's hilarious. He's very funny I would guy. Definitely yeah. get him one. I think sneaky Mike McGlinchey would be a really good podium. Oh yeah, they they, they call him the mayor. Um, he's 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 got a got a witty sense of humor. But yeah, Joe Staley would be a slam dunk and. And then for the Chiefs. For the Chiefs. Definitely I mean, Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill will have one. Mahomes, obviously. Um, I don't know if Tyreek Hill defensively, will have Defensively, um, Sorry, not D Ford. Frank Clark, obviously. Frank Clark, with his, well, yeah, especially his, after with his, his special performance, right? performance with James Palmer. Exactly, right. Um, Chris Jones should have one. Uh, Honey, Badger, Honey Badger. Oh, yeah, the Honey Badger. Yeah, he'll have one. Yeah, That'll be good. He's got to get one. Um, and then offensively. They always try to give one to an old lineman. So Eric Fisher, does he get it or Mitchell Schwartz? And Mitchell Schwartz would be great 
you know, I know Jeff Schwartz is on your he's on your your wall of fame here. Um, he's so are you. He he would be good. He he would be a good little. It'd be good to have a podium. I think um, for the Chiefs, um, Emmanuel Sanders would be good too. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders would would, would be a, a good one. Um, for the Chiefs, Sorensen has made so many big plays. Mm. I feel like he always showed up with big hits and, you know, uh, recovered the fumble. Uh, I think that was him. Um, he's He would kind of be like a little role player. See, this is the inside um, details that you don't get on every show. And then Juszczyk. Juszczyk, the fullback. I was thinking about It's like, because he statistically, there's no reason for him to get a podium. But just because of all the work that he's put in and everything mm. he's done. That would be big. Good story and all that. Yeah. yeah. People like him. Uh, you uh, are always uh, make for good story time here on the DDFP. So we thank uh, you for making some time Appreciate for us you, today. The you. great Sean O'Hara, Super Bowl champion. And um, you'll be back next week, right? For sure. Oh, all right. Great. Um, we have another episode coming for you later in this week. It might be Chris Long. It might be. We'll see oh. what happens there. To- he, he would have his own podium for sure. Yes. Well, we, ha- we I was on his show last week, and we talked uniforms, and so we have to do an emergency podcast Super Bowl uniform matchup rankings. So we might do that. We'll see. Maybe we'll get that this week, maybe next week. We'll see. Anywho, in the meantime, thank you, Sean O'Hara, Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. Sorry we didn't get to any Giants talk here. Eddie! 48 hours or so from now, we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce. Until then, thanks so much, football fans! It's been a thin slice of heaven. Now go eat your food! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.